a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Music and Concert Zone with Johnny Lightfoot and Trent Falcone on 97.5-1280 The Zone. Welcome in. It is the Music and Concert Zone. I am Johnny Lightfoot. Over there is Mr. Trent Falcone. What up? And man, oh man. Today's the day. Today's the day. Well, we're lying. Tomorrow's the day. Yeah, Let's full, be honest. Full disclosure here, uh, we are pre-recording this one because tomorrow, Wednesday night, neither one of us are going to be here to do our show because we're going to be losing our minds at the KISS concert. It's Christmas Eve. It is Christmas Eve. I know I've said, I've told... Mr. Lightfoot, we're not going to talk about Kiss every single show starting next week. Okay. But tonight, here we go. I like Christmas it. Christmas Eve. Kiss, USANA Amphitheater tomorrow night. If you yes. don't have a ticket, you're probably not getting a ticket. Well, last I checked, uh, it said 91 tickets remaining. That can't be right. Can yeah. it? Yeah, I checked it uh, wow. earlier this evening, and it said 91 tickets left, and I'm sure that's not 91 seats in a row. I'm sure that's ones and twos just spread out all throughout USANA Amphitheater and uh, Lawn. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you know how the business works. I'm sure there are some holds and some production yeah, kills course. and things, you know, might get released. But, yeah, if you don't have a ticket, you blew it. You slept <laughs> on it. I told you last week, don't sleep on it. Get a, get a ticket. Yep. See the show. So we're going to, uh, yeah, we're going to blow things up tomorrow. I'm, I'm super excited. It's obviously, been a long time coming. Obviously, next week we're probably going to talk, even though we're not supposed to, we'll probably talk about the show and how cool it was and mind-blowing and probably. possibly the last time Kiss could ever be coming to Salt Lake. Probably. We don't know this. This is boasted as their final tour ever. So we won't talk about Kiss after next week. After That'll next be it. Week. We'll never bring them up again. Maybe the week after. Maybe. We'll see, what, we'll see who Gene upsets. Well, there's that. <laughs> if it's in the music news, it doesn't count. Or this okay. day in history, it doesn't count. But, you know, Trent, not only is it Christmas Eve, but this week for concerts out at USANA, this is a big week. Obviously, Kiss tomorrow night. And then the night after is, is that Alanis? Alanis Morissette. And, and Garbage. Garbage and Cat Power. Is it not Liz Fair? It is not uh, any longer, no. Okay. Uh, this is a rescheduled show from, oh my God, I can't remember the years now, 2019. Uh, it's I'm, it's right? all been, yeah. So, yeah, it's a rescheduled, and uh, and then the night after that, Lady Antebellum, mm -hmm. uh, excuse me, now they're Lady A, um, with Carly Pierce. Okay. Yeah. So, Big yeah, week. this is. Busy week this for is music a, fans. And there's something for everybody. If you're a rock fan, you got Kiss. If you're uh, 90s alternative music, you've got Atlantis and Garbage. And if you're a country fan, you've got Lady A. I mean, this is the perfect week for music. There is something for everybody. It's a, I mean, it's a great picture, right? It's just a – exactly. It's a celebration. If anything, you know, the end of the summer, fall begins. Uh, what a great – just a great week of music. 
So again, something for everybody. Something for everybody. I love it. I love this time of year. It's starting to change. It's not blistering hot out there. It's the perfect temperature. It's football season. It's uh, concert season as well, where it's not, like I said, blistering hot. It's, it's a fun time for me. Agreed. Well, but we got some music news, Trent, that we've got to get to. And I want to start off with this first. Um, Phil Collins is returning to the stage with Genesis. I know. My goodness. I, I don't know what to think of this. Dude is not well. No, he does have some uh, some illness going on. Um, one of the most recent things he's had is some back surgeries, and he is staying seated. Now, yes, when he used to be with Genesis, he was seated because he was also the drummer. The drummer, sure. But now he is on like a wooden chair with a little nightstand next to him, and he's seated just singing while his son is playing drums. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? I'm conflicted. Hmm. God bless them, right? Genesis, right? Again, another iconic band. How long have they been around? I don't even remember. I wasn't. I don't think I was born when they started. Boy. Unbelievable career, unbelievable solo career, right? I mean, we talked last week a lot about MTV. That was an absolute MTV band. Yep. Land of Confusion. Yeah. I mean, they had, they had a brilliant career. And I, I but my God, how? I, I guess this is the thing we've talked about. Well, yeah, the and, love of music. And this is something I'm right? going to bring up here in a second, but. Um, well, I want to start with, they just did a show in Birmingham, uh, I believe it's uh, England, good old jolly England over there, on September 20th. A great accent, by the way. Yes, thank you. And uh, they're, they're rocking and rolling, but did you know before, Peter Gabriel, or I'm sorry, uh, I just gave it away, Phil Collins is not the original singer of yeah, that band. Yeah, I remember band. that, Peter Gabriel. It was Gabriel. Peter Gabriel, yeah. and he was the drummer as well, mm-hmm. which I found really interesting, but I've only known Genesis with Phil Collins in my, you know, that's what I grew sure. up with. I obviously knew about uh, Gabriel, but growing up with the Genesis, the MTV areas we just talked about. P, uh, man, now see, I'm getting myself confused. So, yeah, April eighth. April eighth. Here we go again. <laughs> Phil Collins, not the guitar player from Def Leppard. See, it even gets more Different confusing guy, here. Right, right. But this is this is the band mm-hmm. that I love, Land of Confusion, which was just redone by Disturbed. You know, a few years ago. There's so much cool stuff, but they're out doing it. But this brings up a question that I wanted to ask you, Trent. And maybe we might spend some time here. When is enough enough? That's what my point was. I mean, it, my God, you have to. Um, uh, this has to absolutely just be because you you want to have one last go around, Can't, right? I mean, well, guy, guy is sitting. He's sitting down, and uh, he's sitting down. He can barely stand. I'm sure he's probably having help on and off stage. I don't know that. That is just well, an assumption. But I would assume if he's having back problems and can barely walk. He's got to be having some help. Well, you have to keep in mind, too, right, the part that you don't see. These guys have to I, – I know the tour is not extensive, though. I did notice that. There was – there. Were, I, I can't remember how many dates, but I do remember that it isn't exactly a gigantic tour. I feel like there's 15 or 17 dates or something. It's a few months, yeah. It's not, it's so not a lot. It, it definitely is a slower pace, but can you – you don't see all the traveling, all the – nonsense that goes into getting uh, to the show part so you've got a two-hour show but then you've got to deal with getting to the next city and getting that it's like my god flying or busing or whatever in pain and you're and you're not well here here it is actually a genesis genesis will perform 37 shows i was way off from september 20th to december 16th 16th all across united kingdom and north america 
And uh, it goes back just a little bit here. Uh, Collins, who is 70 years old, by the way, um, underwent back surgery in 2015, and he told Billboard magazine that he felt like he was walking on sticks due to the operation, in addition to suffering nerve damage and multiple foot fractures. Well, I'm sticking with, you know, 70 isn't a big deal. No. Rolling Stone, Kiss. Kiss, air air supply. Not a big deal if you're a healthy 70. Correct. My goodness, man, you can't. uh, I'm sticking with it. It's because you just want to enjoy it. I don't believe they need the money. I'm sorry. No, they don't. I don't buy it either. It's not a paycheck. This is, I want to do it one last time. This is my life. Sure. Well, Phil Collins goes on to say, I don't know if I'll ever be fit enough to play the drums again on tour. At the time, my left arm has changed. It's a neural thing. The back surgery I had was great. I mean, how good can surgery be? Sure. So God bless him. Obviously, his son Nick is now playing drums. He's not able to play drums. As we mentioned at the beginning of this, he's sitting on a chair. It's like a wooden chair with a... Literally, there's a nightstand next to him. Yeah, I mean... It's and where he keeps what, his, his medicine. Sure. And his uh, his it, the show starts at four thirty, right after dinner. <laughs> hey, you know what? Again, God bless them. Right? You know what? The, what a brilliant career, and what a again. That's uh, you know uh, that's one of those bands. They've just it goes been around forever. So and, it poses uh, the question: When is enough enough? Enough is enough. I mean, I want to see Kiss for the rest of my life. Right? I want to see. Oh, name another band that's that's that anybody, old. Anybody, anybody, your favorite bands, Metallica. I want to see them right? forever, but there's got to be a time, and I think it comes from the artist as well. But there's got to be a time where they want to just go. I'm done, man. Well, but this this would be a time. I would think. Like, I would think listen, so I'm too. I'm in pain. But right? the problem is the artist still thinks in their mind. Yeah, I'm in pain, but if I'm not on stage, I don't feel correct. Well, and then that then that's when it's enough when they can accept that. Right. And I mean, again, my God, I I know I'm probably thinking of that story. I remember I think I was listening to a radio show and they were complaining that, of course, they're not coming to Salt Lake. And I, I'm not surprised they're not, because obviously they're they're only going to play the massive markets. We're a secondary sure. market. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're a layover market. But in those, in those situations, of course, they're not going to come here. I mean, just for him to do 37 dates has got to be an undertaking. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. And that's you know? not a heavy tour. Well, that's and not. I, you know, these guys are on private jets and they're not waiting in TSA, right? They they have it easier than than we would, but it's still travel, it's still hotel rooms, it's still a process and uh, I can't fathom doing that not feeling well, being in pain and then having to perform. And does it affect your performance? Yeah. How can it not? Of course, of course it does. You know. Now that's September 20th to December 16th is roughly 3 months. So they're that's doing a pretty good grind, though. Thirty-seven shows in three months. Yeah, that's a grind. That's a grind, but at the same time, that's not that heavy either, as you mentioned. So it is pretty light. It's very possible this could be the final Genesis tour. Um, it was said that in uh, the first show that they did, that uh, the guitar player Mike would actually go over and sit next to Phil on a stool, and they would play together over there. And I don't think he was doing it because he was hurting i think he just did it because he you know sure. that's my unity. buddy unity yeah look if you're going to that show you're going because you love the music you love the band you you know that you, yeah they're not the band that you saw 20 years ago they don't need to be 
Right? No. Celebrate. This is it. Enjoy it. Memories. Right? Make go, memories. Go go see Phil Collins and Genesis on stage. Hopefully they're coming somewhere close where we can get down to see that show. Well, you know they're going to sell out if they're not already. Oh, of right? course. Of so. course. Well, speaking of uh, shows that have been going on for a long time or not going on for a long time, or should I say restarting, the Rolling Stones finally played their first show without Charlie Watts. Their, uh, their new drummer, which is uh, Steve Jordan, sat in on a private concert for uh, Patriots owner Robert Kraft and his family. So they, they would call this a warm-up show. You know, let's go do something and see how it goes. But Can you imagine that that's your... Can you imagine that, like, hey, what are you doing Friday? Come on over. Yeah, what's up? Oh, I, I'm going to have a little get-together. The right. Rolling Stones are playing. Yeah, oh, all okay. Right. You know, I had lacrosse practice, but I'll be there. <laughs> lacrosse. What, really? What's that? And imagine know. how the Rolling Stones feel. We're going to go do a show, and there's going to be his family. And probably got 20 people. 40 million, probably. Oh, I know. I, I, I'm, I'm actually being facetious, facetious no, sure. there because it's kind of like the check's still cash for probably several million. Man, good for you. Good for you. What a cool thing. And Charlie Watts. I don't think we covered this when it happened. No, we did not. The timing was off. But once again, man, a living uh, at the time, a living legend. Just, a, just again, how cool. I'm not going to lie. Not, not a lifelong Rolling Stones fan. There's a theme suddenly the last few weeks. MTV. Start me up. All oh, yeah. those I mean, my God, the Rolling Stones. And I actually went back and started watching some YouTube videos. That guy was cool. Just cool. Unas- just the most mellow, unassuming. Charlie Watts? Star. Yeah, oh. just. Well, you know, you listen to his drumming as well, and it's not flashy. No. It's not backbone, standout. Backbone. It's straight backbone. It's straight anchor. And I'll tell you what. That's actually really hard to do, to play that way, to sit and just hold a groove and not really deviate from it at all. Try to find a drummer that will sit there for six, seven minutes sometimes on a song and not deviate. No, they, they was it Mick Jagger, I think. I, he, that was the normally the rhythm section, right, yeah. as you know. Mm-hmm. Bass, drums. Mm-hmm. Not, in, not in the Rolling Stones. No. Keith mm-hmm. and Charlie. Drums right. and guitar. Correct. A combination f- for... Am I making how many years? Almost oh. fif- 50 or 50? 58 Something years? Something like that. And he was in, he played every show. He was in the band the entire time. And I think they asked Mick Jagger, when does the band end or can the band go on without this person or that person? And uh, he said, no, you know, obviously it could go on, but it wouldn't be the same thing. Whereas Charlie, uh, he straight up said, oh, they could go on without me. Uh, I think mm. the only person you couldn't do it without would probably be Mick. But yeah, he was just Maybe Keith. He 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 just uh, was very cool. There was a great clip of him. Uh, you know, every uh, imagine being in a band. Let's back up with talking about being a low key, cool rock star. You're in a band with Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. Right. That's a tough. That's a tall order, right? Of that's course a lot it of is. personality. Oh my gosh! And that guy just seemed like and by personality, do you mean ego? Well, I'm sure some of that, absolutely. But yeah. no, they're big personalities, absolutely. right? Absolutely, they're superstars. And he was just a smooth, quiet. He could, he, you know, again, it he just, never heard from he him. Knew you his, know? He knew his part, and he seemed content. And there was a great clip of they were in a stadium somewhere, and he, you know, uh, Mick said, "Oh, Charlie's gonna," you know, he introduces the band. He goes, "Oh, Charlie's gonna say something." And he's just standing there like he doesn't really want to. And there, and the crowd, of course, cheers. And yeah. he just has his hands behind his back. And he just slinks to the microphone and goes, hello. 
and backs up and everybody erupts. It's like, that's it. That's all, all you needs. get. That's all you're going to get. I love it. Cool well, there, you know, there, there is a place that that's definitely he knew his role. And as you said, the big personalities were definitely Mick and Keith. Well, Ronnie Wood. For example, the guitar player, who's not the original guitar player, by the way, he was a sub-guitar player and I think finally became a Mm full-fledged member of the band not that long ago, like maybe 10 years ago. Seems, yeah, something like that. So, you know, it's it's pretty crazy, but... uh, Every band needs a Charlie Watts. Every band does. You've got to have a Charlie... You can't have five Mick Jaggers, right? Oh, no. No, 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 no. You've got to have a Charlie Watts. R.I.P. No way. But it's great that the Stones are back out. I mean, of course, everybody misses Charlie Watts, but uh, it's great that they're still out going to do it, and hopefully they will come here and we'll be able to see them. I've not heard anything. Uh, I've not heard any rumblings about it, but yeah, and that's a band I've never seen. You've never seen them? No. I saw them. I saw them last time they came, and I believe it was Energy Solutions at the time. Oh, okay. You saw uh, them with Rage, too, at U of U? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I, I think... No, I saw you two with rage. Oh, got it. You two okay. with rage. Anyway, oh, all right, course. we are going to take stones with rage. What am I talking yeah, no, about? No, no, no. It was you two. There's the cough medicine. That's okay. We're going to take a short break. We've already burned through the first segment. Can you believe that? How fast are we moving? It's so easy, right? It's fun. All right, this is ninety-seven five twelve eighty. The zone. This is the music and concert zone. We will be right back. You're listening to the Music and Concert Zone with Johnny Lightfoot and Trent Falcone on 97.5-1280 The Zone. Welcome back. 97.5-1280 The Zone. This is the Music and Concert Zone. I'm Johnny Lightfoot. That's Trent Falcone. Hello. So we bumped in with Ozzy, buddy. And a few weeks ago, I, we were talking about the Osbournes want to believe where... Uh, Jack Osborne is trying to get his mom and dad to believe in paranormal and UFOs and and fairies and all sorts of kind of mythical creatures and stuff like that. And I asked you if you got a chance to watch it. Did and you? And lo and behold, it it was a, there was a marathon the other day. Really? A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. You got and into I, it? No, I did. I I got sucked in. Um, I mean, I'm a big Halloween guy, right? I'm a I'm a huge horror movie and all that stuff. So it was kind of intriguing. Okay. Anyway. But I Ozzy's just he's the greatest. I could listen I wish Ozzy would read like books, like books on tape. <laughs> I mean it's just it's just it's entertaining because he you know he I, it's <laughs> uh oh do you need mouth to mouth? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> uh he's uh I had an M M&M and M stuck. Yeah, he's it's not COVID. He just um is funny. He's watching these you know these tapes of ghosts and you know and some of them are more believable than others some definitely are some make you question but there's a combination of aussie and being british (laughs) you know it's just a he's all mad and (laughs) i know you know like and he's you know i can't say what he says obviously but hearing him cuss with the british accent and 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 he's angry, like he's like. Oh, it's a, it's a, he's know? actually mad at his son for showing him this stuff. Well, and it's he's just the coolest. I I had the opportunity to to meet him a few years ago on really? on the No More Tours tour. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, I I went I went in and and um, he was you know just kind of walking around in house slippers and <laughs> he did he was like oh you know like oh hey man congrats on a great career it's awesome just cool great a good show well he's he's Aussie man Aussie he's, he's way cool 
What else do you need to say? You don't even need to say his life. Listen, how famous are you? Does anybody need, do you need to even say Osborne? No. Ozzy. You can say either name and everyone knows exactly who he is. Who do you, who, I mean, who doesn't know? Right. You say Ozzy or you can say Osborne. When you can instantly go, yeah. Ozzy? Oh, yeah. Legend. Of course. You, you're up legend. there. You're up there. You know, he actually, speaking of, you said you wanted to hear him read books. He, for a while, remember, remember Tom Tom when we used to have those uh, uh, naviga- car navigations and we didn't uh, use it on our phone, yeah, we put it on yeah, top? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could download celebrities giving you directions. That's right. He did that. No, I mean, he's And just... he swore all in it, you know? <laughs> Well, again, if you've not watched the Osbournes, it's absolutely wonderful television. It's just <laughs> I love it. getting it to watch him uh, stumble around his kitchen and he's yelling at the toaster. I mean, oh, it's it's, it's awesome. brilliant, man. Well, if you, what we're talking about, in case you don't know, is called the Osbournes. I want to believe it's a TV show by his son Jack Osborne, who is a paranormal ghost hunter basically and he plays these youtube clips and tries to get his mom and dad sharon and uh ozzy to believe and funny enough they don't you know he is the prince of darkness but he doesn't believe in all that he stuff. had a few moments where he's just like you know that's it i, I want to keep imitating him but i know i'm terrible at it and like you know he's like he almost believed it he almost does that's <laughs> really interesting i have a really good ozzy but i i'm not warmed up that's okay, Sorry, no problem. I butchered that. Well, Trent, we have a couple shows coming uh, this week. We've already talked about the Kiss show, but uh, Atlantis Morissette is also coming, and she has a brand new HBO documentary entitled Jagged, and I'm not sure if it's released now or it's slightly coming out, but she is not happy with this at all. Yeah, I I have to be honest. I haven't followed the story. I it seems like it's sort of getting more complicated. Well, yeah. So basically, this is a documentary about her uh, breakthrough 1995 album, of course, Jagged Little Pill, which uh, I believe she's touring on right now. I believe, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said that she referred to the HBO documentary as salacious and reductive. Like, she finally got a screen. Now, she was part of this. She was definitely part of the film and knew that it was being filmed. It was not anything, you know, no covert filming, hiding in bushes, filming her and getting weird stuff. She knew what was going on and and doing this. And then she finally got to see a cut of the film and was not too happy. It, uh, like I said, she she called it, let me see, uh, this is a quote, I agreed to participate in a piece about the celebration of Jagged Little Pill's 25th anniversary and was interviewed during a very vulnerable time. Mm-hmm. I was lulled into a false sense of security and their salacious agenda became apparent immediately upon my seeing the first cut of the film. This is when I knew our visions were in fact painfully different. This was not the story I agreed to tell. Now, remind me, where is this at? It's on HBO? It's on HBO. It's not out yet. Nope. I, well, let's see. I think some of it did. It was screened at uh, the Toronto International Film Festival last Tuesday. Okay. She was quite young, right? Yeah. When the album came out. She was a she was young. And, Younger uh, than I thought, yeah, actually. Yeah, no. I, again, I, I'm, it, it's, not, it's not somebody that I follow actively. So I, I don't remember the exact details, but it's just, again, it's the cliched story, you know. Yeah. The, the people taking advantage of people and, uh, you know, who, whether it be because they're younger, they don't know the business, this and that, whether, it, you know, it, it seems like there are so many of these stories, it's, 
you took advantage of me. You've you've robbed me of my money. We've stu- you know it's uh, unbelievable how many of these stories yeah. are the same story over again, right? Why do we continually hear these stories from the business? It's just it's you know it's it's a vile part of uh, it. Just it's again you hear so much of this. I don't stuff. like this side of the music business, and I. Well, let's be honest, right? It's not only the music business. No, it's, sure, it's the but film it's, business as it's well. It's so cliche. It's the entertainment business that yeah, this happens. It's pretty disgusting. You know, and if it's not that, it's money. Or, my God, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not a Britney Spears guy. Can you believe the nonsense? No. That she's de- really? Your own father. Right. I know. I mean, my God, what? It's, cr- it's insanity. Now, now, you and I are both insanity. fathers. Now, imagine one of our children had huge success. And we were in charge of their money. But, but can you imagine? To, and we your stole own, it from your them. own daughter. That no. You ju- I mean, again, and I don't. I just don't. No disrespect. I just don't have a real interest in following the story that much. Sure. And even I, the the bits and pieces I followed, it's like, my God, what what universe do you live? What happens to you when your child becomes a superstar? Granted, know. you know, there's a lot of mil- millions of dollars coming in. Yeah. Something clearly goes wrong where you're you're essentially robbing, you're stealing from your. Ch- I, it's insane. Well, to this me. happened back with uh, I, the the first one. I'm sure it's happened more than this, but the first one I can really remember is Macaulay Culkin. His oh, parents, oh, you know, yeah, from Home yeah, Alone, yeah, right? I remember this. His yeah. parents took yeah. all of his money. It's all a, of it. Well, uh, now to be honest, let, let's you know the flip side to that. I can see uh, the logic of you know you've got a ten year old. Who suddenly becomes a f- three hundred million dollar? Not maybe ten. Let's call let's say sixteen, seventeen. Okay. Sure. There are certainly the other stories, right? Where yeah. you're a young kid, and you're instantly famous, and you're instantly a millionaire. You're rich, mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't end well, right? How no. many stories do we hear where they're just it's all hell breaks loose, and and some of those people are no longer with us? I get yeah. I get keeping an eye on your. Right, right. Like let's let's navigate through this together. But sure, but I wouldn't take the money criminal. and steal it. I've, if my if my criminal. child was to go and make a bunch of money, I would I would try and save it for him. I would say, okay, you're let's say ten, fifteen, whatever, and you're going to go blow this on PlayStation games and Xboxes and other things, other things, and. I'm actually going to put this in an account. I'd probably put it in a trust account and say, you can't touch this until you're 30 years See, old. See, that's being responsible. That's helping your child. Call me crazy. That, well, that's helping your child. Say, listen, you have you have $20 million in the bank, and you're 17. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take... You 10, know what I would have done with take, $20 million well, in the bank well, at 17? that's my point. We're right. going to take $10 million and we're going to put this over here so you can't spend it. And maybe we're going to invest in some things. And, you know, here's a, you know, you, it's so silly to talk like this. Hey, here's three million. Right. You like go have nothing. fun, buy some shoes, buy a car, take your friends to the clubs, whatever you want buy to do. Buy a house, maybe. But we're going to make sure we lock in 10. We're going to put five over here, a couple here. To, but this is, he's just, it's, he's stealing. And right. when they're old enough to go, hey, I'm good now. Can I have my life? And nope. you have to go to. I mean, it's nope. disgusting. No, nope. it's and sad and disgusting. The way those parents look at it, I, I, I'm guessing is, well, I raised you. I deserve this. I no. made you. I deserve this. That's, you uh, know, that's. And when uh, I say made you, I don't mean physically made you. I mean like helped your career. What do you think? I mean, really, like again, I'll give it to you when she's a young, a young child, 
okay, maybe I'll give it to you that you are just trying to look out for her best interest. How old is she now? Uh, How old is Brittany? I mean, boy, I, I, I truthfully I don't know, but she's clearly she's an adult. old enough to know. She's old enough. She doesn't need you to help her, right? No, I no. would think. She, I would now hope again. Not. I've heard also. Who knows what's true? I've heard that she's not capable because she's involved with whatever and. There, I, whatever. I just, it certainly doesn't seem very, uh, it's pretty shocking that your father would do that. But uh, yeah, yeah, Alanis, uh, I'm excited to see the show. It's interesting that it's kind of too bad, really, too, because, you know, you'd, she deserves to have the version of the story the way she yeah. wants it. And yeah. uh, what it, that's got to not, it, it has to be a irritating thing well, to have it out now. And yes, well, it's coming out November 19th on HBO. It's called Jagged. It's basically the Alanis Morissette story. It's supposed to be about the 25th anniversary of Jagged Little Pill. Sounds like it's going a little deeper than that. Um, I will be checking it out. If you want to check it out, obviously you got to get on HBO or get the HBO Plus app. But unfortunately, it's... I don't know. I don't know what to think, man. Are I'm, you, I'm are torn. Are you a fan? I like her music. I do. I'm not going to lie. I think she was definitely a sign of the 90s and change in music. And when that album came out, it was awesome. I loved the the, the first real single from that, You Ought to Know. Um, and I loved the f- several other songs. Um, it's not my favorite album, but I definitely dig them. And I will be at the show this week as well. But uh, See, and I, I'll give her that. I, I For me, it's just the vocal style. I'm not a fan of the vocal style. You don't like her singing. She was abs- I had this conversation today with a, a someone... There was nothing like her when no, it came out. No, no. Even though I didn't care for it, she was angry. I understood. I understood why yeah. every, it connected. Right? There yeah. was. It, it was. There was nothing like it. It really. was the right time for it to come out perfect, with a change in music and, and perfect the, yeah. time. It represented something, and it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It wasn't for me, but I certainly understand why. I get it. I I really liked, like I said, you ought to know because it was Flea who played bass on that. Oh, I forgot that, and. Yeah. Uh, I was obviously a Chili Peppers fan as well, and being a bass player, I, I was always to, who, who is a bass player on this song? And when I found out it was him, it made me really dig in and listen to it even more. Just and the so, vocals. I just couldn't I just couldn't, into that. And I that's understandable. Hang. I couldn't you know? hang with the vocal style. Well, you, you and I were in, into a different style of music at that time as well. And, and I love, love, love uh, many female-fronted uh, oh, bands. Yeah. They're some of my absolute favorites. Um, so... What I was listening to at the time, Sundays and uh, even the Cranberries. Oh yeah, I think was roughly the same period, which mm-hmm. was all she was right on the edge for me. No doubt was that same period. See, and I wasn't a huge. That wasn't really my cup of tea either. But I mean, I loved some of those bands, but it was just that vocal style. I couldn't. I just couldn't hang with it. But good for her. You know, she's yeah. absolutely. This tour is crushing it. Uh, massive, massively successful, and you know. Well, if you're if you're a fan of Alanis Morissette with garbage and loved garbage, I love Shirley garbage Manson. Too. Right. Loved garbage. That show is happening. Is it the twenty third? Uh, it's Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. whatever that is. So uh, Wednesday's twenty second. Yeah, third. So twenty third right. at Usana Amphitheater. You can catch Alanis Morissette on her Jagged Little Pill twenty five year anniversary tour, and then November nineteenth, you can. Follow up and watch this documentary about her life, quote unquote, and we'll go from there. I thought you, I thought you were, you got lost again, and it was April. You said November nineteenth. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought you were going to say Lady A was November nineteenth. Uh, no, 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 sorry. 
I'll shut up. All right, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to have our vintage vinyl, and we'll go over, well, we've pretty much already gone over this week in concerts, but we'll, we got a few more that we can throw at you. Again, this is Johnny Lightfoot. That is Trent Falcone. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone, and you are listening to The Music and Concert Zone. You're listening to the Music and Concert Zone with Johnny Lightfoot and Trent Falcone. Welcome back to the Music and Concert Zone on 97.5 1280 Zone. Johnny Lightfoot, Trent Falcone. Hello. This is Lady A. Going to be in concert here this week. What song are we playing? We are playing American Honey. I'm glad you selected this one. Yeah. You don't like the title of this, the album this was on? That title um, song? I, uh, I absolutely love me some Lady A. Okay. But that's not one of them. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't even know if I don't like which we're talking about Need You Now. Need You Now. Well, Need You Now was extremely overplayed. 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 But it did shoot them to superstar hey, status. At, I did like it at one point. Sure. I'm just, it's, I don't even dislike it. I'm just, again, they have, here's the problem when you're a music nerd. Uh, and I'm guilty of this with many bands. I you only hear the same ten songs, right? Of course. And then that's all you associate with the band, and you yeah. go, "I don't like them." And if you can be bothered to listen to, you know, turn the record over or listen to track ten mm-hmm. on the CD or whatever, you find that they have great songs, right? It's just oh, yeah. uh, you just get stuck on the same five or six, well, right? And, and I know we're on radio, but I I do blame FM music radio for that as well they get a song or two songs or three songs from a record if they're lucky and just overplay them and kill them well and let's not forget though right there's a record label that that's labels push a single they say here's the song we want you to play well you know i get that that's the business they don't have to play it it 10 times an hour well but uh, and that's an exaggeration again what i'm saying sure i guess that my my question is there are so many records that i love that i just think why didn't this ever get played? You know, sure. like there's so many other great songs, and that's been my experience with them. Not, you know, again, I'm a, I'm a big a country music guy during the summer, and uh, love love uh, when you're outside at a barbecue, sunshine, or at the, you know, you go to Bear Lake or whatever. Great, great music to listen to. They've got mm-hmm. some great. Oh, absolutely, songs. and and just going on. Let's. I'm going to move on about this. Talk a little bit about this record. They need you now. Your favorite song off this record. Uh, this was actually their second studio album, and it was released January 26, 2010 through Capital Nashville, follow-up to their 2008 self-titled album. And uh, this album debuted at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200, Trent. It sold 481,000 copies in the first week. Yeah, this was massive, I remember. It eventually certified quadruple platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America and won Best Country Album and was nominated for Album of the Year where the singles uh, Need You Now won four awards, including Song of the Year, Record of the Year at the 53rd Grammy Awards. Yeah, this, I remember when it came out, I think I did the show and it was sold out. And I'll tell you, you know, a fun story, just behind the scenes story. Yeah. They are the nicest people. One of them, uh, their brother or brother-in-law lives here in Utah. They're, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's uh, the blonde singer. The, 
But there's the they're the trio, right? Yeah. And there's uh, the guitar player. Then there's the two singers, and the singer, uh, the male singer, is someone from his family lives here. Oh, in this Utah. is ringing a bell. They're they're, you know, when people think, oh, I wonder if they're as nice as they seem, right? They are. They're just absolutely. And I understand, right, in the business, you say, well, yeah, they're supposed to be nice. No, they're genuinely the no. ni- some of the There's nicest. a lot of not nice people they in are this some business. Of the, they're just absolutely the nicest people. They're everything that you want them to be, and it's genuine. Yeah, for and sure. And they're great. I mean, again, American Honey, I love the song. I Again, some people say that one was overplayed. I still love uh, it. And it, it was, but it was. It's a brilliant song. It's great. And of course, the the band is Hillary Scott, Charles Keeley, and Dave Haywood. Those are the three principals in the band of the trio. Well, and we have to again talking about um, you know, uh, I I love uh, I just love the combination of you know the female male duet style singing. Yeah, it's really um, good. She's got a great voice, a great voice. But Carly Pierce, you know, you got to bring her up. I know we're talking about the record, but as far as the show. Carly Pierce. Oh, let's talk about the show. That she, uh, she's touring with Lady A. Yeah, just amazing. She's the opener or the middle act? Direct support. Direct support, um, okay. I'm sorry it's escaping me. The, who else? But um, No problem. How can you not know all of these yeah, acts I'm sorry. for every show, I'm sorry. buddy? Come on. I'm sorry. Uh, Carly Pierce is, is legit. A great, just a great voice. So and are it, you? Right, not everybody's cup of tea, but I guarantee you you can find something. She's got some massive hits and... Just a wonderful delivery. Would you consider yourself a country fan? Yeah, absolutely. I would. If you I, look at me, you would never guess. No, same with me. Some people think I'm kidding, but abs- no. I, I've I've seen Kenny Chesney and Garth Brooks, and um, I mean, granted, yes, I have worked many of these, Lady A. But I back when I didn't when I don't have to go to things. I went to Garth Brooks as a fan, mm-hmm. Kenny Chesney as a fan, Keith Urban many times. Also, a, an amazing just. Nice people. Well, let, let's be honest. Country music is not what it was when we were growing up or our parents were growing up listening to it. It's definitely... Now, fair point. It's yeah. a lot different. Now, when you say country fan, okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's... Uh, I'm probably the sellout. The people that like Hank okay. and Willie Nelson and real, the old-time honky-tonk. Both you kinds know. of music, country and western? Yeah, see, that's not my That's my, not your thing. My jam. Okay. I do like pop music, and I know people say new country is just pop music. And it I is, get sure. it. Get, there's a reason. Guess why it's so popular. Listen to Sam Hunt. He is. He doesn't even have a bass player. He's so pop. Well, again, man, I, I actually read something. There was a metal guy, and this was years ago, and the criticism that country music gets... Yes, okay, there's 15 people writing a song, and they don't write all their own songs, some of them, whatever. It's great, if you're a lyric person, great storytelling. Country songs, now some of it, okay, cliche a little bit, fine. I'm not even going to go into the cliches. (laughs) But when you think about it, it's, it's pretty good storytelling. A song is, you know, your storytelling, and some of it is very clever. Some of it's quite... Some of it's great. It's spectacular. Some of it's cheesy. Some of it, but everything is. Sure. Right? Like, I mean, look oh, at... pop music is rock on. music. 80s everything. rock music was cheesy Some of some the biggest point. songs in the world, when you look at the actual lyrical content, it's like, what? Yeah. It doesn't always matter, but a lot of country music, when you really look, it's like, that's it's clever. Well, well thought out, and it's good. You're a fan, right? I'm, You're I'm in a, a band. Fan. I play in a country band, and I am a fan of it. I've always enjoyed it. You wouldn't have guessed that. Like, I didn't enjoy it as much as I do now when I was younger. Me too. But my parents listened to it, so I kind of listened to it as well. But as I grew older, 
I really started appreciating it. And I got to tell you, as a musician, listening to country musicians, the session guys, there's only a handful of guys that play on all of these records sure. over there. Sure. And basically their job is, oh, we're going we're to go in today and we're going to cut uh, whoever's record. Right, and they do it in two days. They cut that record, and then they're on to the next guy in two days. So five days a week, they're cutting records, right? Yeah, and they they are just amazing musicians on all of them, and that's where I really started appreciating it. But what I was going to say is, country music now has really traded in the Telecaster and the Fender amp for a Les Paul and a Marshall stack, and it's become more rock and roll. And maybe that's why I really, really enjoy it now more because it is kind of reminiscent of my youth music that I love so much, but at the same time, they're still great songs. Now, is it rock? But so there we go. We just said this, though, right? Is it rock and roll or is it pop music? It's... Because the people I know that are country, diehard country fans, many of them don't like a lot of the new artists for that reason. It's not country music anymore. And to me... You know, I'll take this. I get it. Well, that's get you off know, my lawn, guy. Well, but I'm the I'm the guy. Like, yeah, you're the guy. You, you know, because you listen to it, that tells you that it's not country. Sure, fair enough. Um, but is it rock or is it pop music? And and I I guess the, the quest- crossover is so wide right now on country music that it's it's almost everything. I'm waiting for grunge country. Well, we had what's the you know? There's definitely <laughs> the the uh, some of these guys. You know, Florida Georgia Line had. Veering into hip hop. Well, they had was right? it Nelly that opened up for yeah, them? Yeah, right. I mean, there, there's that was. But again, tour. my question has always been this: it's the same thing. So, why you don't think these guys listen to different? You think they only listen to Hank Williams or no. Willie Nelson? They no. probably listen to all sorts of music themselves. So why wouldn't that? You know, it's going to influence their writing. Sure. Well, even right? it, and look at the, the the flip side of it. Even Bon Jovi kind of stepped into that country world a country world a little bit with a couple songs that he did uh off the have a nice have a nice day uh record he had uh, the sugarland singer come in and sing on a couple songs and actually he did two versions of that song on the record and the one with her singing i enjoy more than that version well we had the conversation last week about switching genres right and we always talk about rock guys who now become country well what about country guys that are rapping or they've got, you know... Sam like, Hunt, yeah. Well, again, I guess, you know... Is Sam there Hunt's any, more is there talking, any, but yeah. Is there anything... I mean, at the end of the day, is there anything wrong with it? No. no you no, know? Absolutely I mean, not. Good for you. And um, it, it, if you haven't been to a country show... I, it's so funny to me. It, it, it seems like... Well, I guess that's... I was going to say country music and metal seem to really be the, the genres that just... Miley Cyrus and Metallica. No, I was going to... Well, my point was going to be, like, people just absolutely love it or they cannot hang at all. Yeah. But I guess that's not true. I mean, some people feel that way about rap music, but country show, if you haven't been, especially at USANA, man, what a cool evening. Yeah, but that awesome. That is a happy, joyful crowd. Good times. Country shows, I mean, everybody's happy at a show. But, man, there's something pretty cool about a country show. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay, well, let's let's go over the uh, upcoming concert event sponsored by Live Nation this week. We're going to talk about the shows at USANA. Obviously, uh, tonight is Kiss. Tomorrow is Atlantis Morissette. Uh, Friday See, wait, is Lady you just, A. You just, you just forgot that we said we're taping it the day before. I know, but I'm just saying. Because so it's airing, kid. but it's so, airing. Okay, I'll shut up. Okay, yeah, you used to be quiet there. Uh, <laughs> September 29th is going to be the Doobie Brothers. And then we're moving on to October 2nd with Pitbull. October 5th. 311. 
Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. Pitbull. Pitbull. And Iggy Azalea. And hey, coming, this is already announced for next summer, but Matchbox 20 on June 4th. Uh, Chris Stapleton, June 23rd. And Santana with Earth, Wind, and Fire, June 28th. Backstreet Boys are coming August 4th. There are some great shows already for 2022 on the books. So it's going to be another great year of music coming up. And we'll get into more of that as the shows go on. But Trent, great show. Went by fast. It always does. It's always fun to chat about this stuff. It's uh, it's a great time. We'll and be yeah. back. Uh, we're going to be back next week. Like I said, tonight we, uh, we, we pulled the curtain back and told you that we're recording the day before because we are... <laughs> Losing our mind at Kiss, right? Are hey, you gonna paint your face? You know what? It's strange you bring that up. One of my radio station buddies, they're gonna be on site. Yeah, painting faces. Okay. And I thought, you know, wouldn't that be something? Okay. You know, over you should the, do all of them over like the beard, all of it on. Yeah, the beard and all. Hey, I played I played the Kiss in Tokyo soundboard show, and it on the way here. Yeah, and just hearing the intro, you liked it. That r- rumble. Here we go. go. Now you know. you're getting me excited. You wanted the best. You oh, got look it. Out. Look out. All right. Hey, this has been the Music and Concert Zone. Uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Johnny Lightfoot One. Hit up Trent on, on Johnny, Johnny Lightfoot, Lightfoot One. One. Yes. Let us know. Hey, if there's a vintage vinyl you want us to talk about, let us know. We'll be happy to do it. Hey, this has been the Music and Concert Zone on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. All day.